Hallelujah. Love praying together. And lo- I believe that, that things are changing, things are happening, that angels are being dispatched and being released in the name of Jesus. And, and before I came out, uh, I also had a, a word of knowledge. Um, if uh, someone on the, on the right elbow, there's a, a cyst. It's, uh, I mean, it's, that's the only word I can put is assist. It's on, the, on your right elbow. So just place your hand on your right elbow right now. Hallelujah. And as, you're, as, you're, as you have your hand on it, move it back and forth. Father, in the name of Jesus, I command that cyst to cease. I command it to shrink and shrivel. I command it to dissipate. I command the pressure that it's causing, the tendonitis that it's causing for that pain to leave now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. And if that's you and you recognize something happened and something changed, I want you to email us at info at heritofaith.com or message us through Facebook or Instagram. Hallelujah. I believe the healing power of God will continue to work throughout the rest of our time together tonight. Why? Because the word, the word is alive. The word is sharper than a two-edged sword. The word quickens our faith. I was thinking about the apostle Paul, when the apostle Paul preached and as it preached, he saw a man that was sick, a man that was paralytic. And, and he said, Paul saw that he had faith to be healed all because the word was being preached all because the word was being spoken. Hallelujah. So, so never stop, never stop expecting your miracle. Never, never stop expecting supernatural increase. Never let go of your faith. You know, I had the opportunity to be out today and I, and I just want to, um, want to encourage you or also caution you is, is when I was out today, there was just a heaviness. When I was out today in public and it was in a, in, in a, in a particular store and there was just a, a, a great heaviness and, you, and you'll recognize everywhere we go, there's a heaviness and, and there's almost the, there, there's a, there's an oppression that's resting on people. And I want to encourage you don't yield to the pressure. Don't yield to the fear of coronavirus, you know, and don't, and at the same time, don't be judgmental. You know, you, you, people look, you know, if you have a mask on and people and, 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 or you don't have a mask on, don't judge people if they have one on or they don't have one on. There's a, there's a heaviness and there's just a, there's just a, a weightiness in a negative way that's resting on people. And it's a, and it, it, it is a tangible fear that is in our community. And I want to encourage you, don't yield to it. Don't be judgmental. You speak right words in your home over our nation. You speak right words over these situations in our community. Don't speak things as it pertains to, well, well, should we, should we still be under quarantine? Should we still be staying? Hey, that's not for you to, you determine. If you feel like you need to stay home, you stay home. Faith is in your heart and in your mouth. So, so, so you rest, you rest in faith where you find peace. But I'm telling you, don't be judgmental. Don't be condemning. And don't yield to the fear that our world is perpetuating, that the enemy is, he is the God of this world. So don't, you don't yield to the fear. Don't yield to the pressure. Don't yield to the gossip. Don't yield to the opinions. Don't yield. Don't yield. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Our salvation isn't in science. Our salvation is in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. 
I'm not saying anything to condemn anyone, whether you feel this way or that way, but I'm saying as a church body, no matter where your position is, we do not operate in fear. We operate in faith. Hallelujah. 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 And I'm telling you what our world needs now, what your friends need now, your neighbors need now are voices of hope, voices of healing, voices of strength. Don't get in talking about everything that's happening and what's going on. No, no, we speak the word. Well, you know what the word of God says? The word of God says that Jesus is our healer. The word of God says that Jesus is coming back for a glorious church. The word of God says, hallelujah, that greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Hallelujah. The word of God says that he supplies all of my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. The word of God says, the word of God tells me to bless the Lord, all my soul and all that's within me and forget not any of his benefits who heals all my diseases, forgives me of all not my iniquities, who crowns me with loving kindness. Hallelujah. See, 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 when you see, you know, as I'm declaring those words, you know, what's happening. Faith is energizing your heart. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we've been talking about a life of faith, a life of faith. Hallelujah. And I believe a life of faith is established in God's love. I believe a life of faith is built upon the word. I believe a life of faith is established in a life of worship and prayer and hunger after God. I believe a life of faith has a continual expectancy for God to move. I believe a life of faith honors the Holy Spirit in every way. And I believe a life of faith pursues a life of holiness. Hallelujah. And I believe this life of faith will bring about a personal revival. It will bring about a corporate revival. And it will bring about a community awakening. Hallelujah. And I'm going to continue talking about these things on uh, whether it be my time with you on Wednesdays or, or whether, it's, whether it's Sundays. Because we are heritage of faith. We are a house of faith. We're to leave a legacy of faith. Hallelujah. Not a legacy of fear. We're not to perpetuate fear. Hallelujah. But we're to release faith. Faith. Hallelujah. Faith causes, causes hope to rise. Faith causes you to walk in love. Faith causes you to be a voice crying in the wilderness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Life of faith. Now tonight I want to speak maybe a message, a different type of message on faith. And, and I'm going to talk about examining our faith. Now, there's a lot of different directions that we could deal with this and, and different ways that we could go with this tonight. And, and so I'm going to unpack this and, and just see where the Holy Spirit takes us with the rest of the time that we have together tonight. Examining our faith in this life of faith. I, I don't know about you, but I, I, want to, I want to be able to look at my own life and I want to be able to see, am I standing in, am I standing in faith? Am I walking in faith? I don't want to assume that I'm in faith. I don't want to, I don't want to um, just wear my badge of faith and tell everybody about what a great faith person I am. But I want to, I want to realize, I want to be able to look at myself and, and see, am I a person of faith? Living a life of faith. Now, throughout the word, we see Jesus tells us he talks about different levels of faith. And I'm not going to turn to all these, but I'm going to go through, go through these. Matthew 6.30 says, Jesus says, if you're worried about the clothes you wear, he said, you have little faith. 
In Matthew 8, verse 10, he talks about the centurion, and he said he had great faith. In Matthew 8, 26, he told the disciples during the storm, he said they had little faith. In Matthew 14, 31, Peter was walking on the water and he saw the winds and he saw the waves and he started to sink and he called Peter's faith little faith. In Matthew 15, 26, there was a Gentile woman that came to Jesus and, and said, said, you know, hey, can I, can you come, you know, heal my daughter? And she says, well, well, you know, it's not, it's not given for this time for the Gentiles. He said, but even the, even the dogs eat, get the crumbs of the table. And he said that she had great faith. Matthew 16, verse 8, it said the disciples had little faith because they were questioning, where are we going to find bread? So throughout Jesus' life and ministry, he said they had great faith, exceeding great faith. Talked about faith being small, faith being weak. And why is it you have no faith? Now, I don't believe Jesus was saying this to condemn them. I don't think Jesus was communicating this to make them feel bad about themselves. I don't think Jesus was trying to, trying to prove something to me, to, to them saying, well, look at a, what a great faith, mine, my, uh, faith man I am and look how a weak of a faith person you are. I believe Jesus wanted to, them to see that in their lives, they were different areas and ways they could see where their faith is and where their faith was in particular situations. Now, if you have your Bibles, turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 13. 2 Corinthians chapter 13. And we're going to talk about examining our faith. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but, but I, I, I want to be a man of faith. I want to be a man of faith for my family. I want to be a, I want to be a minister of faith for this church. I want us to be a church of faith. For this community. And so let's look at this in 2 Corinthians chapter 13, starting in verse 5. And I'm going to read in the Amplified. He says, Examine and test and evaluate your own selves. Now think about that. He says, Examine and test and evaluate your own selves. You know, it's not testing and examining other people. But he says, examine and test and evaluate your own selves to see whether you're holding to your faith. Now, think about that. He's saying, examine your faith. Now, see, I'm not examining your faith today. I'm not, I'm not, it's not about you and me looking at, well, I guess that person is a great man of faith or that person is, is, is a weak man of faith. I guess because of that, they don't have any faith. I'd be clear. This isn't about labeling other people's faith, but Paul tells, tells them examine and test and evaluate your own selves to see whether you're holding to your faith. So, so if you're going to examine something, examine your own faith and see if you're holding to it. So that means there could be some outward signs in my life that determines, am I really holding to faith? Could that be the case? Examine and test your own selves to see whether you're holding to your faith. And this is, and showing the proper fruits of it. Showing the proper fruits of it. So, so there's proper fruits. So if I'm holding to my faith, there should be some proper fruits to my faith. 
You know, you know, you can, you know, when you go to a tree, you know what, when you see a seed planted in the ground, when it's planted in the ground, you can't see that seed, right? But yet when that seed grows up, you can see the fruit of it, right? It's kind of like faith. Faith is a spiritual force. You can't see faith in itself. You can't necessarily see the substance of faith. You know, Romans tells us that we've been given the measure of faith. So when we've been, we were given that measure of faith, let me ask you a question. Could we see it? Could we tangibly, could we physically see the measure of faith that God placed on the inside of us? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Examine and test and evaluate your own selves. Hallelujah. Examine means to test, inspect, evaluate, or to investigate. It's like if you were to go to a doctor, and what are they, what do you, when you go to the doctor's office, what do they do? They're going to check your blood pressure. What are they doing? They are looking for certain things to let them know that something else could be wrong or, or something's right. Let me just keep going with this just for a moment. For instance, symptoms are outward signs of inward issues. What do, you, what do I mean by that? A fever. Fever isn't a sickness. Fever is a symptom. Fever is a, is a, is a symptom to let me know that my body's fighting something. A fever is not sickness. A sickness may produce a fever. Now, I don't want to go too, I, I don't want to go too far in, in, into that because I want you to see something that, 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 that faith is a spiritual force, but yet there's outward things that can let me know whether I'm operating in faith or not operating in faith. You know, for instance, if all of a sudden that I, I just, I, I just came out of church and I'm all of a sudden I'm declaring and I, and I just spoke faith. I declared faith. But yet when I get home and I'm meditating about the problem, I'm meditating about the situation. I'm looking at the world and I'm looking at everything that's going on. And what happens? All of a sudden I start getting agitated on the inside. All of a sudden I start getting fearful on the inside. All of a sudden I'm going, well, what am I going to do? How is this going to happen? What's going on? What, what's happening? I'm Seeing some symptoms of where my faith is. I'm seeing some symptoms of where my faith is. Now, it says here, it says, examine and test and evaluate your own selves to see whether you're holding to your faith. Then it says this. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. That you may, and you're showing the proper fruits of it. Then it says, test and prove yourselves. Prove yourselves, not Christ. Test and prove yourselves. The word prove means to examine. And this word in the, in the Greek here, it means to examine, to see if something is genuine or not. It's to see if it's real or not. So what is he saying? He's saying examine and test to see if you're holding to the faith and you're showing proper fruits of it, then test and prove not Christ. So here, is your faith genuine? Is your faith showing the proper fruits of it? 
Now, tonight, I'm, this isn't about condemning you tonight. This, this, is, this is something that's going to build our faith and is going to reveal to us where we are in our faith. Hallelujah. Let's go to 1 Timothy chapter 1. 1 Timothy chapter 1. Hallelujah. Thank God for the word tonight. Hallelujah. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5. The King James says, Now the end, and this is Paul talking to Timothy, says, Now the end of the commandment is charity. We can say this, now the end of the commandment is love out of a pure heart and of a good conscience and unto a faith unfeigned. Now here, this is the end of the, this is the end of the commandment. Love, a good conscience, you could say a renewed mind, or you could say faith unfeigned. So, so there's something as we receive the word, as we receive the commandment, Paul's saying to Timothy, on the end of that, you should, you should be operating in a greater level of love. You should be operating with a renewed mind and you should be operating with a faith that's unfeigned. Now let's go to second Timothy chapter one, second Timothy chapter one. Thank you, father. Hallelujah. Verse 5 in the King James, it says, let's look at verse 4. This is Paul once again talking to Timothy. Greatly desiring to see you, being mindful of thy tears, that I may be filled with joy. When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee. Wow. Paul says, I get joy when I remember the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I'm persuaded it's in you also. So here we see, again, the Apostle Paul talks about this unfeigned faith. He goes, he goes the end of the word, the end of the commandment should produce love, a renewed mind, and a faith unfeigned. And here he says, I get joy, Timothy, when I think about and I remember your unfeigned faith. Wow. Now, what does unfeigned mean? I'm glad you asked. Well, the word, the opposite of is the word feigned, and it means simulated. It means pretend. It means counterfeit. And it means insincere. But yet unfeigned means real or genuine. So if we look, if we go back and we look at 2 Corinthians 13, 5, and it says, prove, prove your faith, not, not Christ, prove and examine your faith and to see if you're showing the proper fruits of it, examine it. And what does he examine? To see if your faith is real or not, to see if it's genuine, to see if it's the real deal. And Paul tells Timothy, I remember your unfeigned faith. I remember, Timothy, your genuine faith. I remember your real faith. I remember your faith that was sincere, your faith that was true. Hallelujah. You know what? And I don't want to live with, with, with a feigned faith. 
I don't want to have a faint. I don't want to just be, be pretend. I don't, I don't want it to be just a simulated faith. I, I want my life to, to declare, uh, f- my faith in God. I, I want, I want my faith to, to speak. I want my faith to declare something. See, see, th- what are the proper fruits of faith? First off, we have to see where is faith? Faith is in your heart and it's in your mouth. But you know what? I've also in my own life have spoken faith words to sound good. But yet inside I was full of fear. I, I was saying, I was saying what everyone wanted me to say. I was saying what I heard Dr. Savell say. I was saying what the, the faith preacher said. I was saying the things I should say. But yet, but yet inside, I, I really didn't necessarily believe it. I was in fear. And so it's possible to be saying right things, but inside being tormented. And inside, where, where you're just kind of on the outside, it's kind of just pretend. But I'm telling you, I believe that we're stepping in to a season as the church, as the body of Christ, where we're standing up with a bold faith. We're standing up with a faith that's unfeigned, a faith that the world can point at and say, those are men and women of faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. As I said earlier, faith in itself is an invisible force. But yet also faith can be seen. It's kind of like the wind as when Jesus is having a conversation with John the Baptist. John the Baptist, he talked about the spirit and, and he said the spirit is like the wind. He goes, you really can't see the wind, but you can see the effects of the wind. It's the same thing with your faith. You really, we really can't necessarily see faith with our eyes. But yet we can see the effects of faith. We can see fruits of faith. That's why Jesus could say, when he would look at situations, he could say, oh, you have little faith. Why? He was seeing the effects of their faith by their, by their actions and by their choices and by what they were saying and what they were doing. He was examining their faith. So I believe the same thing. We need to examine our faith and we can, and we can see it by what's coming out of our mouth, what's coming, what's really in our heart. Do you see this tonight? Do you see this tonight? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus heard a man's faith when the man said, just speak the word only. He heard a man. He saw a person's faith. He, he had a moment where that woman that was, was with the issue of blood, that she touched the hem of his garment and, and said, virtue came out of me. And he said, he said, daughter, your faith has made you whole. What you did, the actions you took, the things you spoke, it's those things that you did all of a sudden brought virtue out of me and brought power out of me. And I said earlier, the apostle Paul looked at a man and he said, he saw that he had faith to be healed. See, we can see effects of faith. We can see fruits of faith. Hallelujah. Uh, Let's kind of look at for a moment. Let's look at kind of like a thermostat. What is a thermostat? A a thermostat in the room, in, in our room that we have here, it is a outward expression of what's happening on the inside. 
Let me say it again. What is a, it's, it's a, a thermostat. If I look at the thermostat, it is an expression. It's giving me an expression of what it's like inside. So if I, if, if I want the temp, if, if I want to know, well, how hot is it in here? And when I look at the thermostat, it's going to say it's 72 degrees. What is it doing? It's letting me know what the environment's like. So it's also your actions and the things that you do and the things that we say, what happens is those things are kind of like a thermostat. They are letting us know what's really going on in the inside of us. If you're pacing the floor, if you're, if you're consumed with fear, you don't have peace, you don't have joy. You know what? That's a thermostat, so to speak, that you can read in your own life and say, you know what? I need to get in the word. I need to get in the word. I need to listen to some, some faith messages. I need to build my faith. I need to, I need to, I need to declare some scriptures. I need to do certain things. It's a, it's a thermostat. It's a reading to let me know, you know what? I need to encourage myself in the Lord. Sleepless nights is a sign and, and, and just something that's saying, you know what? I need to get in faith. It's not to be condemned about. It's not, it's what, this is not me condemning you. This is, this is, I have to do this. Justin, examine your own faith to see if you're holding to faith and prove if you're, if you're holding the, and the proper fruits of it. Do you see this tonight? Hallelujah. Now, there's several things that we could talk about tonight concerning proper fruits of faith. But what I want to deal with the remainder of time together tonight is, is a fruit, a fruit, a proper fruit of faith will always be heard and seen in your praise. Now, I'm not, I'm not talking about... Now, see, sometimes it starts, you praise, you start to praise by faith. <laughs> you know, now I'm not saying that you have it all together and I'm not saying that all of a sudden you have to arrive to this certain place of faithhood. No, no, what I'm saying is, is, is there's proper fruits of faith and a fruit of faith is your praise. You know what? There's some times where I've had to start out in praise and I didn't feel like it. I was in fear, but I had to start out in faith, by faith, declaring glory to God, praise to God, extolling God, magnifying God, rejoicing in him. Hallelujah. Magnifying him. Praise. Oh, Father, I exalt your name and I praise your name and I glorify your name. Hallelujah. So sometimes you have to do it by faith, but also there's a time when you know you're in faith that you hear a report. It's almost that you hear the report coming from that direction and all of a sudden you just turn in another direction and say, oh, Father, I thank you that you are king. I thank you that you are Lord. I thank you that I'm not moved by what I hear. I'm not moved by what's going on. I thank you that greater is he that's in me. You see, there's something that comes out of you when you are in a position, a position of faith. You know what? And you don't have to, when you're in a true, when you are in a, when you're established in faith, you don't have to drum up praise. When you're in faith, you don't have to drum up confession. When you're in faith, it just flows out of you. Why? Because you know that 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 it's done. It's settled. That's it. It's over. Now there's, there's confession, there's meditating the word, there's speaking the word, there's declaring the word. And all those things are to continue to solidify 
to establish your faith. But all of a sudden there's a time when you, and all of a sudden you step into faith that it just flows out of you. Why? Because you know that you know that you know. Go to 1 Peter chapter 1. 1 Peter chapter 1. Hallelujah. Just believe in God with me as a minister of the word tonight. Pull on the word tonight. Hallelujah. I'm st- you know, I, I, when any minister that steps up here, I, I don't memorize a sermon. I don't, we, no, I, I, I have, I'm preaching by faith. I, some of the things I'm saying tonight, I, I, I'm, I'm preaching by faith because some of it is, is, is even new, new, new revelation to me. So, so pull on this tonight, all right? First Peter chapter one. First Peter chapter one. Hallelujah. Look at verse six. I'm gonna read in the King James. It says, wherein you greatly rejoice. Now, let's, let's use that word. Instead of rejoice tonight, let's use the word praise. So, wherein you greatly praise. Though now, for a season, if need be, you're in heaviness through manyfold temptations. So, wherein greatly praise. So, but though now... Hallelujah. Help me, Father. Though now for a season, if need be, you're in heaviness through manyfold temptations. Now, think about it. You're, you're going through manyfold temptations. You're facing, our nation has experienced difficult things. Tonight, right where you're, you're sitting or where you're watching, right now, you could be facing many temptations and many trials. But verse 7 says this, that's the trial of your faith. See, so often in, when, when I've heard preaching on this uh, from religious perspective, they focus on the trial. Well, it's the trial of your faith, brother. It's the trial of your faith. What's happening is when you are facing these temptations, when you're facing difficult things, it's, it's, it's you have a decision to make. See, when that, that seed on the inside of you, that substance that you can't see in the natural, that faith that depo- God deposited on the inside of you, that faith on the inside of you, and you're experiencing that difficulty, the, the trial, the, 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 the difficulty, the circumstance is trying to get that faith out of you. Now, now listen to this. The trial of your faith being more much pre- more. Press this than gold that perishes. perisheth. Now, now, I want you to hear this. The trial isn't more precious than gold. <laughs> the trial is not what's precious, more precious than gold. What's more precious? It's your faith. See, the enemy is out for your faith. See, the enemy is out for your love. The enemy is out for your renewed mind. That's why the apostle Paul told Timothy, hey, the end of the commandment is, is love, a good conscience and a faith unfeigned. The enemy's out for that. So the attacks you're experiencing, those are the trial. And what's happening, it's the faith is more precious than gold that perishes. That the trial of your faith, faith being much more precious than of gold that perishes. Meaning gold is natural. Gold has a, has a, has a, has a time frame. Gold is something that's natural, so to speak. But you know what? Your faith is eternal. 
Hallelujah. That the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perisheth. Now get this. Though it, though faith be tried with fire, might be found. So my faith that's being found, my faith that might be tried by fire will be found unto something. So how are you going to see my faith? How are you going to see the fruits of my faith when I'm going through a difficulty? How are you going to see my faith when I'm being challenged? How are you going to see my faith? It says this, that the trial of your faith, faith being much more precious than gold that perisheth, though it, though faith is being tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, that when I'm going through a difficulty, that my faith is being tried. But even though my faith is being tried, my faith is going to be found. How are you going to be? How are you going to find my faith? It's going to be in my praise. It's going to be in my glory. It's going to be in my honor. It's what I'm, it's my expression of worship. It's my expression of praise. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. Woo! Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So what is the proper fruits of faith when you're going through a trial? It's praise. It's honor. And it's glory. We see that in the life of Abraham. It said when, it, it, it said when he staggered not at the promises of God. How, when, he, when his body was good as dead. Or the deadness of Sarah's womb. He said he staggered not. He said, he said as he gave praise and glory to God. He was strengthened in faith. He was strengthened in faith. Hallelujah. You could see his faith what, as he gave praise and glory to God. Hallelujah. So what are proper fruits? How, how can I examine to see if I'm holding to the faith? You're going to see it in my praise. You're going to see it in what I'm honoring. You're going to see it in what I'm glorying. Why? Because what? Faith is in your heart and in your mouth. You can't praise without something coming out of your mouth. You can't praise without some sort of actions. And throughout the Bible, there were actions to praise. There was, there was dancing. There was spinning around. There was bringing of offerings. There were gifts. There were different things that were the release of, hey, 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 they're doing this in faith. They're doing it. They're doing it in faith. And what happened is that you, you saw it and you heard it. Jesus could see and hear faith. Paul could see and hear faith. Hallelujah. It's through our praise. Go to Psalms 34. Psalms 34. You have time for a couple more scriptures? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Psalms 34. Hallelujah. This is all about a life of faith. Life of faith is a life of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. You see, a life of faith. Hallelujah. I mean, I wrote this down. You're, you will either be praising the problem or you'll be praising the one who has the answer to the problem. See, praise and worship. Praise and worship are some, is one of the most highest forms of faith. Learned that from Dr. Savell many years ago. How praise is one of the highest forms of faith. 
Now think about it because I'm lifting my voice. I'm bowing my knee. I'm bringing my offering to someone I can't see. Someone in the natural I can't hear. Someone that, that, that I've never seen necessarily with my eyes. And I'm basing everything on a book that was written thousands of years ago. But yet, but yet I'll, I'll sit back and raise my hand and maybe in the natural look like a fool. Why? Because my faith is in, in one that I can't see. That's why faith is found in my praise. Hallelujah. Psalms 34. Verse 1 says, What I will bless the Lord at all times. I will bless, I will praise, I will give glory, I will give way to, I will give expression to the Lord at all times. Man, the, the writer of, uh, of the psalm, he was, 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 a, was, a, was a man of faith, was a person of faith. And, and what did he say? I will bless the Lord. I will praise the Lord at all times. Not just when everything is going good. Not just when you have money in the bank account. Not just when there's no symptoms in your body. No, I will praise the Lord at all times. And his praise will continually be in my mouth. Continually in my mouth. Continually in my mouth. Hallelujah. Continually. If it's continually in your mouth, that means there's not anything else that can be in my mouth. If praise is continuing in my mouth and complaining can't be in my mouth. Hallelujah. If praise is continually in my mouth, then the problem can't be continually in my mouth. If praise is continually in my mouth, then what's happening in the world shouldn't be continually in my mouth. If praise is continually in my mouth, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Then your opinion shouldn't be in your mouth. Because what? I'm, I praise the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth. I'm telling you, this, this is all about personal revival, corporate revival, and a community awakening. Because I believe as the churches, we get our eyes off what's happening in our world. I'm telling you, and we get a greater focus on above, greater focusing on him. I'm telling you, hallelujah, that there's great things that are going to just pour into the church like we've yet to see. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 2 says, my life makes it boast in the Lord. My life makes it boast in the Lord. Meaning everything I do in my life speaks about him, is declaring him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. I just keep sensing the strong. You're, you're complaining about what's happening in the world or happening in politics and all those things. Even, even the, the conspiracy theories, whether right or wrong, and all the things that you're seeing, does it really matter? If conspiracy theories are right or not, does it really matter at the end of the day? We should be looking up. We should have him in our, in our, in our mouth, him in our focus. And I think all those things that are going on are distractions. Yes. As the church, we need to stand up and take our place as yes, we need to make sure that, that we take our positions and our place and make sure that we, we declare the goodness of God and what's going on and not being controlled by outside circuit. Yes, for sure. But the thing is, is we can't make sure we can't have those things be the primary thing we're thinking about and declaring. I believe the greatest revival is, is going to continue to hit the church in this hour as we, as, as, 
as we keep focusing on him and not having divided hearts. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Really, bottom line, who cares if coronavirus happened in a lab or not? Does it, does it affect where my focus should be? My focus is on him. Yeah, I don't care if you write me negative things. Because bottom line is, 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 is Jesus always, Jesus, <laughs> Jesus never necessarily stood on personal soapboxes. He spoke the father's, what the father told him to speak. What he heard the father say. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Didn't plan on saying a lot of that, but praise the Lord. Faith, fruits of faith. It's found in praise. Go to Psalms 28. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe the anointing is going into your home right now. And I believe even a personal revival is happening right where right you're watching right now. I believe that your heart is being stirred. Thank you, Father. Psalms 28. Another psalm. And I believe it's a psalm of faith. Verse 1 says, Unto you do I cry, O Lord, my rock. Be not deaf and silent to me, lest if you be silent to me, I become like those going down to the pit. Hear the voice of my supplication as I cry to you for help, as I lift my hands toward your innermost sanctuary. What is he doing? As I, he talks about, he talks about how I, I'm crying. He's got negative things happening, but what does he do? He says, he goes, I cry to you for help. I lift my heart towards your innermost sanctuary. What is he doing when an enemy's surrounding him? What is he doing when he's in a pit? He's lifting his hand to the inner sanctuary. Woo. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What are you lifting your hands towards? What are you, what, what are you worshiping? What are you praising in the midst of your trial? The temptation of the circumstance. Hallelujah. Go down to verse six for the sake of time. He says, blessed be the Lord. Because he's heard the voice of my supplication. Verse two, he said, hear the voice of my supplication. And I cry to you for help. But then verse six, he said, blessed be the Lord, because he has heard the voice of my supplication. I want to make this statement to you. Praise is a way to release you from the weight, care and worry of a situation. Let me say that again here. We know that David was experiencing something. And what did he say? In my in my difficulty, I lift my prayer to you. But in verse six, he said, blessed be the Lord. Praise be God. Why? Because he heard the voice of my supplication. So when he lifted his hands to the sanctuary, what was he doing? He was taking the problem and he was lifting it up. And what was he doing? He was releasing himself from the weight and the care of the problem. That's what praise does. That's what praise does. Praise is a way of saying, Lord, I'm trusting in you and not my own ability. See, that's why praise is the highest form of faith. Because I'm releasing the, my praise is saying, I release the weight and the care of it. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. But it's also saying, I'm trusting in you and not my own ability. He says, blessed be the Lord, because he has heard the voice of my supplication. The Lord is my strength and my impenetrable shield. My heart trusts in, relies on, and confidently leans on him, and I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoices. Hallelujah. Greatly rejoices. My heart, where's faith? In my heart and in my mouth. My heart, my heart, my heart, my heart greatly rejoices. And with my song, I will praise him. The Lord is their unyielding strength, and he is the stronghold of salvation to me, his anointed. Save your people and bless your heritage. Nourish and shepherd them and carry them forever. I love that. Carry them, carry them. See, when David is saying, when you praise, he carries you. Thank you, Father. Where disappointments has surrounded you. Right now, lift your hands. And you start to praise him. You release the care. Yes, it's even in your failure in the situation. It was even you not doing what you knew you should do. Some of you, it's because someone wronged you and some, someone did something wrong with you and it brought disappointment and discouragement into your life. Right now, lift your hands and start praising him. Right now, lift your hands and start praising him. And I'm telling you, as you start doing that, I believe as you release your faith, hallelujah, your faith in him, that right now, his presence, his, his spirit, his glory is carrying you and lifting you up. The apostle Paul said, I will praise you in my understanding and I will praise you in another tongue. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It says when we pray in another tongue, we give thanks well. Hallelujah. Right now, just pray in the Holy Ghost. Oh, Father, you are our rock. You are our salvation. You are our Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. 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 See, God wants a corporate revival to take place, but he needs a personal revival. Hallelujah. And a lot of revival can't happen because the discouragement that's weighing on you, the fear that's weighing on you, the confusion that's weighing on you. Yeah, I'll say that. Now think about this. The Apostle Paul, Paul and Silas, one of the greatest stories in the New Testament about praise, how when they lifted their voices at midnight, he said the place was shaken. 
Not only was it shaking, it, sh- it shook their bondages. Not only that, but it also set everyone else in that, in that, in that prison free. But I want you to know something. Not one time did we ever hear Paul or Silas say, Lord, get me out of here. Not one time did, did Paul say, okay, okay, uh, Jesus, uh, get me out of here. No, it said they sang a song at midnight. Now they may have, they may have done that, but they never, they never really, we never see them ask, okay, Lord, I I think you need to make sure that you shake these walls with an earthquake. So these shackles come off and all of a sudden everyone else in the room, all their shackles fall off. And, you know, I I think, you know, I think that's how you need to do it. Okay. So let's start praising Silas. No, what happened was, is because he knew, he knew that he knew that he knew that he had to stand before Caesar. He knew that he knew that he knew that assignment assignment wasn't done. He knew that he knew that he knew that he had to declare the gospel of righteousness that he had. He said, he said, I can't give up my life. Why? Before your joy in believing. Hallelujah. So because by faith he stood up and he gave praise at midnight, what was he doing? He was releasing the weight and the care of the bondages. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because Paul was already had that personal revival. It brought a corporate revival in that area. And they came out of prison and they preached the gospel and it brought a community awakening. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So examine your faith. Examine your faith. And let's see if we're showing the proper fruits of it. Prove, what does prove mean? To see if it's genuine or not. How can we tell if our faith is genuine or not? What's coming, what's in our heart and what's coming out of our mouth? Is it the problem or is it our praise? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. We praise you, Father. We glorify you. Hallelujah. Just continue to praise him right where you are. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Is there anyone on our executive team that might be here that has something? Hallelujah. Act quickly. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. I don't want to go to the next thing until, until we... My, my point is just to please God and honor the Holy Spirit in every way. Hallelujah. Oh, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because when we come together, it says you have, you have a psalm, a hymn, a word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. A microphone. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Just right where you are, just lift your hands and just, can Mm. we just take a moment and just act on what pastors taught us and just begin to praise them. Just let praise come out of your mouth. Just begin to thank him for anything that is going good with you. Thank you. Thank him for breath. Lord, I thank you for breath in our lungs. I thank you, Father, that we can hear. We have, we have ears to hear your voice, Father. 
We have eyes, be it spiritual eyes, natural eyes to see what you're doing, Father. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for what he's done. We thank you, Father. We bless you. We thank you that we can walk. We thank you that we can breathe in the air that's outside, Father. We thank you that we have promises that we can stand on. We just bless you, Lord. Thank you that you're a covenant-keeping God. Thank you for loving us. Just begin to praise him. Just begin to find something to praise God about. And as you do it, that praise just bubbles up. It bubbles up and it comes in your mouth and it flows out and it brings energy to your body. It brings healing to your soul. It mends your broken heart. It encourages you. So, Lord, we just thank you. We praise you, Lord. You are mighty. You are worthy of our praise. Oh, we lift you up. We will magnify you, Jesus. We will magnify you, Lord. You are worthy. You are faithful. You are good, God. And we bless you, Lord. Yes, we bless you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but when you start doing that, you start putting a smile on your face and it lifts your countenance. Hallelujah. You should feel the presence of God because he says he inhabits the praises of his people. And he's here right now with me and he's there right, right now with you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Thank you, Father. Oh, hallelujah. Anybody in the else? Hallelujah. Wow, the presence of God is so strong in this place. And I believe his presence is strong right where you are right now. Hallelujah. Mm. Hallelujah. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. I speak liberty over you. Spirit, soul, and body. Depression, you go now in the name of Jesus. Healing manifests now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Miracles manifest now. Hallelujah. Peace of God flow like a river. On them right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Hallelujah. 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 Some of you are having some problems with your right eye. Just place your hand over your right eye. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's a, it's a pressure. And it's, and it's provided, it's almost like a, you've been a fear. Because it's almost that you're, you, you, the enemy keeps telling you and speaking to you about blood clot. Hallelujah. Put your hand over your eye. Hallelujah. And you just say, you say, peace be still in Jesus' name. Mm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, 
glory, glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We praise you, Lord. Thank you, Father. I believe that you received something from God tonight. And it's going to continue to rest on you throughout the rest of tonight, throughout the rest of this week. And it's going to continue to carry you. And my prayer is that this message will be brought back to your remembrance when you're facing difficult times. And you may see, hey, what's the thermostat in my life right now? Is it praise or is it the problem? Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Just thank him for the word tonight. Thank him for the word tonight.